All right, everybody knows that sound. You should by now. There's been 20 movies. 2022? Something like that. I think it's 22. Yeah. There's uh, been enough of them. But that that's the that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's the the key to a billion dollars. <laughs> For real. Is what that sound is. That's the code to the ATM machine right there. Yes. Uh I would say more the vault because uh you got limits at the ATM machine. That's true. Uh, also, if you went and saw the movie that we're going to be talking about today, uh, it's the key to sadness. Oh, yeah. Really, really hits you in the feels uh, right at the at the jump real off. Real early, know? real early. Well, yeah. hey, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us on this exclusive special episode of Pop Not Soda. Uh, it's special because Brett's not here. Yeah. So... <laughs> Get ready for a good one. Yeah, <laughs> another uh, another diet episode, as we uh, we like to call it. Yes, these. but it's it's just Dan and Brian, and we're coming to you to give you an exclusive review and reactions to the newest Marvel film, Captain Marvel, which uh, just released this past Friday and has cruised to an opening weekend of over a hundred and fifty million dollars domestically at the box office. Which yep. you know I learned is actually. Almost as much as the Crimes of Grindelwald made in its entirety at the box office domestically. Yikes. It it lost $44 million. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know anybody that went out to see it. I mean, I did. Okay. But, so I know. <laughs> I know I'm just saying. Jude, Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law's in both. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And I think he's going to like this one, uh, this paycheck a lot better. Yeah. Well, I mean, is that Disney too, actually? No, no, no. That's Universal. Oh yeah, of course. Warner Brothers. Of course. Universal yeah, yeah. Warner, uh, right. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Captain Marvel. Um, right off the bat, before we get into anything, just know if you haven't seen the movie yet, you're going to proceed at your own risk. Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna lob a whole lot of spoilers. Yeah, you've got one. You've got about ninety seconds before we just jump into, uh, yeah, spoiler heavy territory. But I just want to go real quick, Brian. What was your rating? For this movie, let's start out. Oh, just like as a movie, I would say, uh, I'd say eight out of ten. Yeah, I, I would give it eight. Like I, I went into it thinking it was going to be an eight point one, and it, it hit it. Yeah. So eight out of ten was great. Um, but the story of Captain Marvel is the is the story of Captain Carol Danvers, who is an Air Force pilot, uh, who somehow ends up in the middle of a war between the Kree and the Skrulls, uh, which are alien races battling for supremacy, uh, mm-hmm. as it seems, in the universe. And what makes Carol special is that she gets infused not only with uh, Kree blood, which is what happens in the comics, but in this movie, some otherworldly power, uh, which basically just makes her uh, a Thanos killer is what this movie taught me. Yeah, for real. Um, very similar to, like, the Green Lantern origin story on the DC side. Super similar. You know, in terms of them both being Air Force pilots, them, you know, interacting with an alien and, like, either absorbing their powers or somehow getting some sort of, like, supernatural powers and then are terribly thrust ir- into a, you know, a, yeah. a war that they have no idea uh, why they're fighting. Um, so, like, at first I was a little apprehensive because I was reading about the way that they told the story in terms of like memory jumping. Mm. And I had just come off 
a lot of us have just come off watching True Detective when that was a big part of the story. And so my first reaction was just apprehension. Like, man, I don't think it'll be as good. I doubt they'll be able to get it to flow in like, you know, two hours. Uh, So my expectations were pretty low. And when I came out of it, like I actually kind of liked how they told the story. Mm -hmm. Um, They, they basically just will show flash. So like the movie runs, right. And then she'll have flashbacks during the run of the movie. So it's never like a, a stop, you know, like cut back to a uh, an origin clip. It's like she's having certain things happen in her life that are uh, creating her to like, or, or that are resulting in her thinking about her actual memories. Yeah, as she's remembering, we're learning as well at the same time. Yeah, so I actually thought that that was pretty cool how they did that. And it actually leads to like one of my favorite parts in the movie too is... Uh, you know that, of course, um, culminative scene when she's down and is she going to get back up? And it's like the inner realization like, oh, I'm, you know, I have all the strength. And then it like it goes back and it shows all these different versions of her like getting when she's mm. been knocked down and yeah. like standing up and doing the fucking superhero pose, which she she definitely uh, did quite a few times in the mirror, I'm assuming, to get oh, that yeah. to get that uh, locked in right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I think it, it really hits my expectations. Like I didn't think it was going to be great. I didn't think it was going to blow me away. Um, but I thought Brie Larson was going to be awesome and I thought it was going to move the story forward and like really bring it to, uh, the doorstep of Endgame, uh, which is what like everybody, everybody wants. Right. Um, and yeah, that was the biggest thing for me was, I mean, Brie Larson killed it. Uh, again, I think just a perfect casting so, move. Yeah, that's the thing because I think from a lot of the uh, promotional material leading up to this movie, that's the biggest question I had because it wasn't that uh, I don't like Brie Larson. It was just that I felt in the promotional material, the actual clips of her talking or any sort of actual performance were super limited. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it was slow motion action sequences, the visuals. Um, I mean, the 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 main trailer has no dialogue really. Yeah. Other than true. the end with her telling Fury to you know come on, leave the cat behind. Um, so I was really worried because, you know, the Brie Larson I know is Twenty One Jump Street. Brie Larson is uh, Abed's girlfriend. Brie Larson. Uh, the uh, the nanny in the lead that's hooking up with Pete Brie Larson. Oh, I didn't even know she was in the lead. Oh yeah, dude. If you go back to the first season, the one with Rafi and and uh, her, when Pete's hooking up with her and Rafi joins in, wow. and she's like all about it. That's Brie Larson. So very comedic. Sure. sure. Um. So I didn't know because Captain Marvel is, uh, like Stone Cold, uh, Tate's no guff. Well, she's the. I mean. They have come out and said she's literally the baddest person yes. that has been introduced to the universe so far. Like she's the strongest. So I needed that. I was like, I'm gonna need, sure. I'm gonna need. And yes, the character. I was so happy with how they wrote it, how she performed, uh, the the level of humor that is in the movie is really welcome, uh, especially with Sam. Yeah. I feel like this must be the funnest that Sam Jackson has had filming a Marvel movie for sure. 
because he didn't have to be brooding uh, Nick Fury. Yeah. Or told you so, Nick Fury. He got to be like young, kiss the girls, Sam Jackson. Uh, and the CGI on him and Colson is fucking ridiculous. This So this, to me, is visually the best movie. Yeah, oh, uh, it's stunning. The so the scene the scenes with all of the ships, yeah, you know, just like flying through space, and then there's there's one scene towards the end of the movie where there's like a you know like a chase between you know like two ships through a canyon that just looks phenomenal. Independence Day, it really yeah, Independence, Independence Day esque for sure. Uh, so yeah, so I and I mean they do a ton of stuff with her too, like in the suit, you know, because yes. when they do like the the visor down look, you know, with the there the is a flowing. shot at the beginning of the movie where she's with the other Kree warriors and they're walking up under from water and oh, they all yes. have their visors yes. and it's dark. It looked so badass. Well, that whole scene where they're just, they shoot out in the yeah. water, you know, and they all have the, right, the full masks down. But when they're coming out of the water yeah. and yeah, that, it, it was really well done. It, it kind of gives you like a darker Guardians feel uh, because it is dealing with the same sort of universe of aliens and technology and um different planets and and what's going on out there but really focused on what you don't see in the first guardians when they mentioned kree which is this imperialized empire um you get a little bit more star wars vibes a little bit more rogue (laughs) one-ish vibes yeah yeah for Uh, sure but carol uh, aka brie larson is just really engaging the whole movie she she almost has this sort of it's funny like terminator uh personality where she has like no empathy for the first half of the movie yeah and it's all mission and she's stealing people's clothes and she's stealing people's motorcycles and all she's there to do is kill some scrolls well she i mean she's got a line in it that that you know i think verbatim is I've been fighting with one hand tied behind my back because she now like fully understands like she's a human, right? She's not a Cree. And that her powers aren't being given to her. Exactly. Exactly. They're actually being limited because she's got like a fucking thing implanted on her neck that is not allowing her to access her, uh, her full abilities. Um, But when she does, Oh yeah. When she goes final form, it's 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 super saying, holy shit. Um, Yeah. I mean, she's going to, She's definitely gonna and this is like, to run for his money. For and this sure. is like pure origin because we're not seeing her understanding how to utilize all of her powers. Right. Like she's figuring it out on the fly. And who knows like what happens when she leaves too, right? Like yeah. she's been gone for twenty plus years on the other side of the universe. Uh you know who else I really enjoyed uh in this movie too, other than I mean Sam was Sam and he was fantastic. I think this is the best Nick Fury character, uh, next to Winter Soldier. Um, but this is the most screen time he's had as Nick Fury. But it, I think it, for sure, it's definitely the most fun uh, because he was definitely the heart of the comedy. I will say, uh, yeah, I think he held with it the down. Cat. Yeah, but with and the then cat. back and forth with Brie, like their chemistry is fantastic. Yeah, they're good. Uh, so that's kind of like why I want to see more of them together but i don't think we'll get it really in in what we want uh, yeah i don't think it'd be possible in, <laughs> yeah. in endgame right but uh <laughs> ben Mendelssohn, who played yes. talos yeah, yeah yeah uh he killed it like i've only known him as a villain so when i heard his voice and then i saw who 
uh, Talos transformed into. I was like, oh, that's sneaky. How they can kind of like let him be both characters. But right. I and I was like, oh, okay, it made sense. But then uh, when you get to the twist and he's not so bad and he's actually kind of funny, like it was very enjoyable. That was, yeah, that was an interesting way to go about dealing with that character because to, it's funny looking back and thinking about it because I didn't really think about it until this moment, but you, cause he starts to like bust jokes yes. early on. He does. Right. And you're like, what is this guy doing? Like, this isn't the character that's supposed to be. But then as like the movie goes on and I honestly think like the jokes get better and you actually start to like, you're like, Oh, okay. So maybe, this is a different take on the villain. And then there's like a twist where it's like, oh, well, actually, they're not villains at all. Uh, you know, like we learned that Brie Larson's been lied to the whole time by by Mr. Jude Law himself. Fucking uh, Jude Law. Just but, like he lied to his wife when he was with that nanny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, his his character was was a good addition. It was a good, it was like a good ensemble cast when you had all of them together with Fury. Oh, yeah. With when her, they're at the house friend. and in the ship, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the cat, too, is like a great character. The science guy. The, yeah, that was a that was a pretty funny line. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not a movie that I don't think is like going to go down as, you know, people talking about the best in, in the no, line, I right? I think it's definitely – I think it's it's – and where it, where it falls is probably above the original Thor, the original Captain America. I think it'll be above Doctor Strange and it'll be above Ant-Man. Um, it, but not by much. I think it's in that range of yeah. those origin movies. I think it's at the top tier of the origin movies. Nothing's going to touch you know origin movies for Avengers or Iron Man. Sure. Um, and Guardians even I think be, was such a surprise, and that ensemble cast is so good. Yeah, that movie I put so I put Spider Man up there too. Like, uh, I yeah. love Spider Man. Homecoming is fantastic. Um, so it's it's a great movie. It's a great addition to the MCU. It's a great standalone. I think a yeah. lot of people were worried with this coming out before. Oh fuck! I forgot Black Panther, which it wasn't going to touch Black Panther because this movie's not going to make two billion like Black Panther. Oh did. no, no, no way! But honestly, like Black Panther. To me, I just didn't. I never understood the the fervor. Like I got when it came out, it was just a really good time, like culturally. I think for people to to rave about it and like again, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I didn't think it was like a great movie. Like a lot of people did, you know. I think because uh, for a lot of the casual uh, fans. Uh, that movie doesn't resonate on different on the levels that it resonates with a larger community. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. Uh, when that resonates, which I think people thought Captain Marvel may with, you know, yeah, um, you know, women and, and uh, that that part of the the fan base. Um, Black Panther, I think, I think the difference is Black Panther from the whole perspective was just all about that that community that perspective a lot of um small micro um just details about what a community a country in africa could look like where if it was ever touched uh but also the music the language the costume design 
everything in it was so genuine to, um, you know, that culture that they created. Yeah. Whereas I was interested to see if Captain Marvel was going to lean into that. You got a little bit of the grunge, but it was more 90s and less sure. less women. Yeah. Um, except I was so happy that when <laughs> she finally realizes all the powers she has and in that fight scene was to no doubt on yeah, just a girl yeah, yeah. i was like that's fantastic the soundtrack's great yeah the soundtrack's great so but i think it could have been more so like i was actually wanting a little bit more from the soundtrack but yeah. um because we didn't get like one boy band song i was like really you know, be in the 90s and not get one boy band true but, but what what year was it specifically i think though? it's like 96 or 97 oh okay yeah, because the uh, the whole reason is somebody figured this out because of the logo of Blockbuster. Hmm. Well, I think the movies too, like on the yeah. the shelves, right? Because like True Lie, she blasts Arnold <laughs> oh, in the face, Arnold. right? So you, you can well, probably I'm sorry. figure My out. My Blockbuster never had updated shit. So <laughs> like, they just left the cool ones. Uh, but yeah, so I think uh, that's where it's gonna lie. I think the eight one is solid, and um, as a standalone, a lot of people were again worried that it was coming out before Endgame. And a lot of people, I know a lot of Marvel fans who maybe don't find a, a ton of interest in Captain Marvel, were just looking ahead. They're just yeah. looking ahead yeah, yeah. towards April. And I think it was tough, too, because this was coming out on March 8th, International Women's Day, whereas Black Panther was came out three weeks before Infinity War came out. So there is more time for Black Panther to be by itself and be removed from Infinity War. This is pretty close. We're only like six weeks out from Endgame. Yeah. For real. Um, I mean, yeah, that was my my biggest worry is that this was going to be held to such lofty expectations because it is so close to the culmination of, like, you know, this whole thing, right? And Infinity War was so good. I mean, how do you follow Infinity War, right? Like, that's a pretty yeah, poor Ant-Man and Wasp, but that's what you do. Yeah. You protect Captain Marvel by sacrificing Paul Rudd. Right. But Ant-Man and, and, and the Wasp was great, too. Yeah, like I, yeah I liked, very enjoyable. I, I liked that a lot. Um, I thought it was great. And then, again, like, they've they've done such a good job of managing the post-credit scenes, too. Oh, my God. Like, what they did with Ant-Man and the Wasp with the snap. And then, same thing with this. Huge spoiler. Well, this, they went back to what they did in the first Ant-Man. Whereas this isn't a separate scene. Right. That looks like it's in Endgame. It is. It's yeah. it's 100% from it. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. So, the end credit here is, is literally just into the next movie, if not, like, literally a scene that they filmed in it. Um, and then, of course, they do, like, a funny little one post-post-credit. Post-post. Uh, which seems to be, like, their strategies. They always have a little uh, fun one that yeah, until they has, like, no. Fuck you, and you think it's just going to be a funny one, so you you don't risk staying, and then it's super important. Yeah. Um, I will say, speaking of... Actually, it has nothing to do with any of that. Uh, <clears throat> I did have one huge, huge disappointment in the movie. Okay. And it does deal with Nick Fury. Oh, I, I get where you're going. And to to me, like that might be the lamest thing that they have done. Really? In this entire run. You Everybody knew it was going to be the cat, though. Very, agreed. But the way that it oh, happened, okay. right, where he's already seen this motherfucker spew tentacle arms, <laughs> and you're just gonna like hold it right up to your face, like it's a regular. He thought they cat. were boys. I will say, 
when I went into this movie, the first thing I told my friend, like as the the opening credits were happening and we had wiped our tears away, R.I.P. St- uh, Stanley, I was like, the one thing I'm hoping for is that they hop to time machine it with Nick Fury's eye, and that there's multiple instances where yes. we think he's going to lose it, right? And it turns out like he doesn't because the, we're basically now. Uh, the guy's in Hot Tub Time Machine, knowing he's going to lose his eye and wanting him to lose it so badly. And, and they do it once. They do it once, and I was like, I wanted more. Like, I honestly thought this they were, they were doing it a second time. Oh, with the cat? With the cat, where he was like, oh, it's not that bad. And it wouldn't be that bad. And then something, and then the well, end end credit would have been like what really yeah, happens. You know? which I th- yeah, that would have been good. But I think they kind of, uh, I think what they went for was the fact that he lied about it to everybody. Yeah. Which is the best part. And, that is pretty funny. And that he's just telling everybody. Like, and I think that makes Nick Fury's character even better because it's not something epic that happened. And it wasn't just like a happenstance. It was his dumbass. And then he's trying to turn it into him protecting. Like, I was like, it would have been cool if there was a scene where, you know, uh, they're in a gunfight. And you think that, like, uh, either one of the scrolls or Jude Law's character, like, fires at Nick Fury. And he, like, spins away. And, you know, you think, oh, he's got his eye shot out. And no, he's fine. It's just barely missed. Like I, I wanted more of, of that. Yeah, but sure. they only they only did it to us once, and I was like, damn it, bastards. Um, but I also like the little uh stuff they did with Coulson's character. Yeah, because it explains a lot. Like right. you don't you don't need a, a ton from that character. That character's been maybe featured in Marvel more than every any other character really. Um, and so it was nice. It was just the little instances of why Fury would trust Coulson so much and why. You know, it explains maybe that's why Fury saves his life and why we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is because he remembers, you know, what happened in 1997. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, too, is that having a scroll be that high level within, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. or the FBI or whatever, like uh, Ben Middleton's yeah. character, that leads me to believe that they're going to bring that back at some point. Oh yeah, for uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but that well, so then we're gonna have to find out why the scrolls decided to go bad. Yes, because you know what what's gonna happen. Right, right, right. Um, uh, and then where are does that make the Krees right all along? Like, what's gonna go on? So, uh, there's a lot of places to go from here. But Brian, what I want to know is where do you think the sequel for Captain Marvel lands us? Is it 2000? Is it 2020? Oh, like the time frame. Yeah, what's the time frame? Are so we going to be on Earth? Are we going to be... So what with- I think is the sequel is going to be uh, like literally what she's been doing between her movie and Endgame. Uh, and then what they're going to do with that is they're going to go Secret Invasion storyline and then Ooh. start building off of that, right? Okay. So they're going to go, hey, here's the sequel. It's really a sequel to Captain Marvel, remember. It's not a tied in anymore to Phase 1. Phase yeah, 1's yeah. over, right? So now they're just having this as a sequel to Captain Marvel, so literally just continuing those events, and then they'll like fast-forward back you know, to present time, and then you know they're going to show us where the scrolls have invaded and like what their uh, what their motive like really is you know okay okay I, I, I just see that happening uh i think it may go a different way and uh that's because plans have to change and i think the plans that are changing is the fact that guardians 3 is in trouble and guardians 3 was supposed to have some major keys for phase four in the future of the mcu right. uh, particularly 
dude named Adam. So yeah, I think that if they are unable to right the ship with Guardians, because you know Batista made bounce, you know they technically have really killed off Gamora. Yeah. And I always thought that Guardians 3 was going to be like the search for Gamora, <laughs> like uh, Star Trek 3 is the search for Spock. Right. Because um, I think that's where they were going, which would have been fun. Because sure. you've been Star Wars, and now you can be Star Trek. Like, do it. Yeah. Uh, but I think Captain Marvel may have to take on the weight of bridging what Guardians 3 was supposed to. And we may end up post-Endgame because she's done unfinished business with whatever alien empire is doing. And then I could see as the result of those, you know, she could have been painted as a villain or anything could have happened. And then the scrolls may, you know, decide they can't align themselves with her anymore. And that's where we'll get secret invasion. But I do think that that's a possibility, but I would like to see something in the two thousands. I want young Sam Jackson again, because I think also how well their chemistry is, and how and and the fact of how well they wrote and performed everything between Nick and Carol, they may go back in time again just because they want that chemistry. Yeah, I could definitely see it happening. I just am happy that we're gonna get more of Brie Larson. Um, yeah, she was she was great. She's, she's fantastic. Because I mean, honestly, like I'm on board. Yeah, she might be my new favorite, my new favorite character. Like, it's kind of it's it's definitely evolved. Like as the whole cinematic universe has played out, you know? Um, but like with Thor Ragnarok, I mean, that got me like oh, yeah. hooked on Thor. I'm like, okay, well, Thor's the baddest motherfucker out there now. And now he's funny dropping, yes. you know, <laughs> comedic bombs. I'm like, okay, well, Thor's the guy. And then you watch Infinity War and you're like, oh, goddamn, Tony. Uh, of course, like, Downey, you ha- you've had my heart this whole time. And then, you know, oh, new well, Spider-Man's coming in. You're like, God damn, Black, Black Panther Tom was, Hiddleston. Was T'Challa all along. Like, yeah. And, and Killmonger, let's be honest. Right. And then, yeah, Killmonger, hopefully we'll we'll see hey, uh, I'm thinking Michael uh, B. back. King, King of the Dead, bro. Yeah. For the, the dead uh, uh, clan in Wakanda, the, the, the tribe of the dead. Um, but I will say one thing that uh, Captain Marvel has proven for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that a female lead movie can make a shit ton of money. Sure. And it's no coincidence that on the weekend that Captain Marvel opens that there's been rumors about the Black Widow standalone film that's supposed to be coming out in the next year or two starring Starlight Johansson. They may have just found their co-star. And if you haven't heard this news, the co-star that they are eyeing is none other than Hermione Granger herself, Emma Watson. So I'm sorry, but if you tag on Emma Watson to a female-driven superhero movie with Starlight Johansson, all my money. Have they talked about like what character she's gonna no, be? Like villain? Because this or... is, I th- this is co-star, so that could go right anyway. Yeah, I could definitely see like a buddy because co- she's like a she would be like a really good straight man, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, you know, like a uh, um, a Simmons uh, in Marvel uh, Agents of Shield. She's the the scientist, the British scientist oh, with okay. fits. Yeah. She is, plays like that straight. Yeah, but I also think a villain would be super cool for, for sure. Emma Watson. Yep. Um or protege, yes, that would be cool too. Uh, any sort of any sort of deal with Emma because she is, I think, about like ten years younger than Scarlett Johansson. So, um, well, thank you for joining us on this special Marvel uh, breakdown, Captain Marvel breakdown, MCU update, uh, diet episode. Practiced that for so long, didn't even fucking say it. Didn't even fucking say higher, further, faster. Uh, higher, further, faster, which is the catchphrase that they say once in the movie. That I thought maybe twice. Was it twice? Like once in a memory, and then I think 
They said it once as they took off. Yeah, exactly. You got to, of course, bring it back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full circle. That's yep. how you write. Uh, but if you haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, we only spoiled about 60% of the movie, so go see it because it's yeah. actually very, very good. Um, and you got a really cool uh, cameo, too. Yes. Which, uh, which is fun, especially like all the details involved of uh, of that cameo are all great. Yeah, and I will say, I will say one thing is I sent a meme to uh, not even a meme, it just a screenshot to Brian last night, and it just shows how fucking Marvel plays with all of our emotions. Yeah, and they're just way smarter than us. Yeah, uh, that they've literally just been mapping. Yeah, this entire thing. There out, is right? a throwaway line what we're talking about from Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner in Avengers one, that is a direct reference now to events in Captain Marvel. So once you see Captain Marvel, go back to watch Avengers one comment. Let us know if you figured out what it is because it's fucking ridiculous. It really is. But, uh, we will be back next week with a, uh, full bodied episode of pop nuts soda. Uh, Brett will be joining us and we, and we may also have another guest on, uh, That's right. To, you know, bring some some good stuff, some good content. And uh, let us know what you thought about Captain Marvel. Let us know your predictions for Endgame or the Captain Marvel sequel. Uh, and you can find this episode just like all of our op- other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at popnotsoda.podbean.com. So until next time, uh, as Carol says, uh, we're going to go higher and further and faster. <laughs>